Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, John Shookman, and I'm so thankful to have you with me for today's episode. A huge thank you to Alan Dubon and Black Label CXO for sponsoring today's podcast episode. Alan and the team at Black Label CXO do an amazing job of helping businesses all over the world achieve their dreams of having a more organized and more successful business. From creating websites to helping you with your social media to CRMs, Alan and his team have so many different amazing ideas to help you become a more successful realtor. I'm very thankful for them and how they've been a part of helping my business grow and very thankful for their support and sponsorship of this episode. So let's get into today's podcast episode. On today's episode, we are continuing part two of my story. And it's interesting because I originally recorded all of this, my story, as eight parts. And then something felt like it was missing. I knew that there was something that I hadn't really put out there on the podcast. And I figured, you know what? If I'm really going to do this and jump into this, I need to tell the full story. And so part two is actually the last one I'm recording because I've recorded every other part and then decided, you know what, I need to share the rest of this journey. And so I shared with you on the last episode about what happened when I lost my job and what happened after that, my call with Vincent Puglisi, but I didn't really share the mental breakdown that happened after that. I didn't really share what the next three or four months were like. But you know what happened was on February 26th, so three years to the day after losing my last W-2 job, I posted on Facebook my entire story of the entire mental breakdown that really happened in my life after that fateful day on February 26th. And I remember thinking, you know what, I'm going to post this and I don't care what people think. I really don't give a crap about people's opinions (laughs) more so than normal. I feel like I need to share my story. And for my friend Josh, who was in an awful mental battle a year and a half ago, and I share that in the story, I knew that I had to put it out there and I had to share it and I had an obligation to do so. So on today's episode, I'm just going to share that story. And if you've read it, then (laughs) I guess you could skip to the next episode or skip today, or just listen to it. But I felt like I had an obligation to not only put it there as that Facebook post and share it with people, but also share it here. So really what I'm going to do is kind of just share that story and read that to you guys today and kind of give you another piece of, you know, what happened after losing that job. And I hope more than anything else that this encourages you. For one, if you are battling things mentally and are struggling, I hope this encourages you to have hope and faith. And if you're not, there are people around you struggling like this that you can help. So I'm going to jump into it. I hope it encourages you. And I hope that you can find help and seek help from people or help someone else. People need help. And you'll hear about some amazing people in my journey that helped me and are the reason I'm still alive. But let's let's jump into it. So I'm just going to you know go back to that post that I wrote on February 26th and share it with you guys here. I don't want to be alive anymore. Those are the words I remember saying as I cried myself to sleep three years ago tonight, February 26, 2019. I thought my life was over. I thought it was the worst day of my life. I thought I had no hope. Earlier that morning, I had been fired from my job. In three plus years in the banking world, I had never once been written up or had any disciplinary action taken against me with multiple banks and multiple positions. I had lots of success in banking and even got multiple promotions with multiple financial institutions. But then I was fired. I was shell-shocked. I remember calling my friend Vincent Puglisi and just crying and telling him that it was the worst day of my life. He told me that this was actually the best day of my life because now I could build something in the entrepreneurial world. 
A quick note about Vincent, by the way, guys. Vincent is amazing, and on Thursday, March 3rd, Vincent had an episode where he kind of talked about how your life can change in three years. So I would encourage you to listen to it as he kind of shares, you know, his side of being on the other end of that phone call. And I'll try to link it in the show notes. But thank you so much, Vincent. Love you, man, and really appreciate you. But uh, just very thankful for him. So I remember that conversation. And, you know, after that conversation, you know, he tried to help, but I still felt hopeless. I felt like I was a horrible employee and a horrible spouse, horrible soon-to-be dad. And so over the next three months, people heard that I had lost my job. They constantly criticized me and said mean and hurtful things. Instead of supporting me, they criticized and accused me of being dishonest about why I lost my job, acted like I had something to hide, all sorts of things. Over those three months, they judged me and critiqued me. After that awful day in February, I spent the next three to four months in a downward spiral where I thought about killing myself probably every day. I still remember the tears and conversations my wife Valerie and I often shared about it. As always, she was a rock star. She was pregnant with our first child, but was constantly sacrificing for me and making sure I was okay. I remember debilitating days where as much as I wanted to go get a job and support our family, I had no motivation or energy to even get out of bed. I remember Valerie calling me from work multiple times each day to just make sure I was still alive. Each morning with tears in her eyes, she made me promise that I would be here when she got home from work that evening. The support she gave me during this time was absolutely incredible and I love her for it. I wouldn't be here had she not constantly encouraged me and reminded me that she needed me here and was proud of me. The crazy part is, I never even thought I would share this journey with anyone. It was embarrassing. I didn't want to tell people. I never thought I would write this post or read it here on the podcast. However, I am writing this and reading this for my friend Josh. In September of 2020, Josh posted some very concerning things on Facebook. He talked about not wanting to be alive and wanting to kill himself. I spent days trying to track him down and messaged him. And, you know, when he didn't respond, I messaged family members and friends on Facebook that he was connected with. Even though I knew he would be mad at me and upset, I was going to do anything I needed to to make sure I did my best to communicate and, you know, make sure that he didn't take his own life. I knew that Josh had value and purpose. I remember when I finally connected with Josh a few weeks later, after he had had some time in the hospital, he told me that I did not get it and could never understand what he was going through because, and I quote, you are married with a family, your life is perfect, end quote. I then cried on the phone with him as I shared my story and my journey with him. He was shocked when he heard that someone like myself who seemed to have it all together and looked so happy would have struggled with mental health and suicidal thoughts not even two years prior. It was at that moment that I discussed this with Josh, and I knew that I had an obligation to share my story, not for my benefit, not because I wanted to look good, but because I didn't want one other person to consider what Josh considered, taking their own life, because they thought nobody understood what they were going through. I certainly understood what Josh went through, and I still check in with him and try to encourage him, because what I've also learned is that mental health struggles are not something that you deal with once and then they're gone. It is often something that lingers, that you have to fight against. Sometimes that means you struggle once every couple years or, you know, maybe a couple times a year, other times monthly, and for some, unfortunately, even daily. Josh is the reason that I share my story. I promised him on that phone call that I would do it, but then it took me till now, another 18 months, to actually have the guts to not give a crap what people think before I would actually share my story. I don't care what people think. I don't care how they respond. I want all of you to know that you have meaning and purpose and there is hope. That same September that I talked to Josh, Less than two weeks after speaking to him, I was at my first Total Life Freedom Retreat. That weekend changed my life and gave me meaning and purpose in more and more ways. When I felt alone, as many business owners and entrepreneurs do, I had my board of directors, my TLF family. What's so funny about this part is 
even at this past TLF retreat, and I mentioned this in a second, but I went there with all these business ideas and all these things that I wanted to get away with. And really, you know, more than business, which did grow, I grew spiritually, I grew emotionally. One of the big takeaways for me at the retreat was I talked about growing this side of the business and growing this. And my amazing friend Ken Carfagno said, what does Val think about that? And I stopped and paused because we do talk about the business, but we don't, what he really encouraged was, hey, every couple weeks, as you guys sit down and try to have a date night, talk about the business and say, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about the last two weeks? And something simple like, what does Val think about that? was an absolute game-changing concept in my business. So thank you, Ken, and everyone at the retreat. So as I typed this story out yesterday, as I was sitting on the beautiful beach in St. Augustine overlooking the ocean, I sat there feeling motivated and hopeful after closing out yet another amazing Total Life Freedom Retreat with some of my best friends. I grew in my business, but even more so, I grew in my mental, emotional, and spiritual ways during my time here in Florida. I'm so thankful for what Vincent and Elizabeth have put together and the amazing community of friends that are a part of TLF. I wouldn't be here without a handful of amazing people. In the deepest and darkest struggles, I was so thankful to have people that I could talk to. It sometimes felt like I didn't have anyone, but even these few great friends that knew this story three years ago and supported me during those hard months were some of the reasons I lived. If I'm honest, I told very few friends and almost no family at the time because I felt judged and looked down upon. I wasn't interested in their criticism and constant critiques. And so I had only a couple people, these few friends, along with my wife, who just loved and cared about me. So to the people that I could trust, I'm so thankful for you. Jonathan Stone, you're like a brother to me and you've been an amazing part of my journey. He's also been an amazing support of my business. He was the first person to refer to client to me. I worked with his dad. During this time, Jonathan and I often met and he would even call me and check in on me and he would just encourage me, pray with me, pray for me, and I appreciate him so much. He's an amazing friend. Justin Watkins. Justin met me multiple times and continued to check in with me and encourage me. I appreciated that I could be honest with him and share how I was feeling. Jeremiah Clayline. Oh man, there's so many things that I could say, but I don't think words adequately describe them. As the campus pastor at our church, you had so many things on your plate, but you often would see me at church and know that I was not mentally well. You told me to just come by the office and chat with you that week, multiple times. You met me where I was in my hopelessness and spoke truth into my life. Even in the craziness and busyness that comes with being a pastor, you always made time for me and never made me feel like a burden, and I love you for that. Bryce and Kara Davis, I've known you know for a long time. I've known Bryce for over 20 years and Kara for over 15. And like any friendships, we've had our ups and downs, but they've been loyal and faithful and a huge encouragement to Valerie and I. In this especially dark season, they were great friends and a huge encouragement. Without the support of these handful of people and Valerie, I wouldn't be here today. Our life has hard days. <laughs> We've got two young kids, a growing business. Life is crazy. And so it has our hard days, but also a large amount of joy. I'm so thankful for Jesus and how he has guided me and taken care of me in every season of life. I'm thankful for his sacrifice for my life. Friends, if there's anything you can take away from this, I want you to hear that there is hope for you. You are not alone. You have value and purpose. I want you to feel hope, and I want you to know that you are loved and treasured by the God of the universe more than you could ever be capable of understanding. If you don't feel like you're valued or if you feel alone, I want you to pick up the phone and call me, 610-568-4651. You can also call the National Suicide Prevention Line 24-7, 1-800-273-8255.
I don't care if it's the middle of the day or three in the morning. I will talk to you and try my best to encourage you and just listen. I understand what it's like to hurt. I've been there. I understand what it's like to feel hopeless. I've been there. I also know that the story doesn't have to end there. I found great hope and I really enjoy life now, you know, even in the craziness with our kids and business and family stuff. I'm so thankful to be here and I'm so thankful that God lets me live every single day that I have. Each and every day is a gift and a blessing and I don't want to waste it. I know that this is long, but to anyone feeling like my friend Josh felt 18 months ago, I hope you know that many people struggle and you are not alone. If you are struggling to feel loved, know that I am praying for you and here for you. And if you need anything, please reach out anytime. So there we go, guys. That's the audio version of what happened basically three years ago. Very thankful. And it's just, it's just crazy, right? I never would have imagined at that time that I'd be in a different industry as a realtor, working for myself, being my own boss. Now, right, we joke about this, but sometimes being my own boss means that I get to do what I want when I want. You know, other times I have a big listing coming up and, you know, we'll get into that at some point over the next few months. I want to share that journey with you, but I'm going to cater to some of those situations and make sure everything is done right. And so that means some long days, some long meetings, some drives to where the house is listed about an hour away. But I am so passionate about real estate and helping people in the real estate business. I have multiple conversations each week with either clients or realtors that make me feel like, oh my goodness, I have found my spot. I have found where God wants me to be, and I'm doing exactly what he wants me to be. So thank you guys for listening. It's an honor to have you on the journey and share one more piece of this with you. And I'm excited, you know, this month to just share my entire story. That's the mental piece and everything that went into that, the mental breakdown that I really had after losing my job on February 26th. But then I'll kind of share with you how I get into real estate and what that journey was like, because I want you to feel hopeful. So thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you so much. Again, sending love. And if you need anything, if you feel hopeless or alone, call me anytime. I don't want you to feel hopeless. I want people to know that they have purpose and they need to be here. They have a mission on this earth that they're supposed to be doing. So thank you guys for being a part of you know this journey with the podcast. Thank you guys for listening to this episode and I'll see you guys very soon. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode.